Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to another high fire episode of Audible Podcast. I'm your host, the man, the Wody. Wody, son, I had to give y'all a quick little pause. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Thank y'all for stopping by for another uh, hot fire um, episode. We in the in the dusk of the day. I don't know if that's for the day. I don't know if that makes sense. But we in dusk time. Um, up late morning. Goggling coffee, drinking coffee, trying to figure it out with the master plan on the walls. Um, I appreciate y'all for stopping by for another high fire episode. Let's get into it. So, first, what I want y'all to do is stop by crossthestreams.com. Check out the plethora. I've been in a synonym book, a plethora of podcasts at crossstreams.com. Um, we got a little bit for everything. So any piece of entertainment, comedy, it, everything is all there. Uh, and also, you can subscribe to my podcast at any place where you can subscribe to podcasts too, I would assume. Let's get into it. So the first thing, <clears throat> came in with the, with the goggly. So the first thing. I would uh, like to discuss. This has been a lot going on <clears throat> in the last couple of weeks. Jesus, let me take a little sip here. It's been a lot going on in the last couple of weeks, right? So, um, we've had the uh, vet another another school shit. I really don't uh, get the. I really don't get this part of the simulation. You know what I mean? I think we've, and by we've, I mean uh, society, um, and maybe, you know, myself, that's why I say we. Uh, I don't think it's much because there's a lot of stuff I just can't see. We've been a very, become very numb to murder and killing and a lot of stuff, right? So, um, one of my big takeaways from, let's say, like the 2020 uh, protest that we had, and police just kind of beating the shit out of people, right? So, just think of this on a surface. It's just humans and humans, right? It's just like the just like the police said, you police me, well, we're human too. But uh, I saw women getting maced beat saw people that weren't doing anything getting beat um so the the line between the government and the people have been crossed well it's been crossed a long fucking time ago i'm just thinking you know a little bit just a little bit more recently it gets crossed every single fucking day actually but um the line between where a quote-unquote worker is and what a human is has been crossed several times. Um, you can go back to any day and age and see, uh, for instance, as we saw somebody decide to shoot up a school. It was at, at, When I was in school, we had... We, I, we went, I went to a terrible school, right? So we had security... Maybe a cop will be there. But it was more 
Cause we was in that motherfucker fight. It was just more cause of that. We was in that bitch fight. And sometimes people would fight and a lot of us stayed in the same neighborhood. So and a lot of us had, you know, and I don't know how it is for a lot of y'all, but in New Orleans, like a lot of us go to the same schools as our cousins and our um like the exact same schools. You know what I mean? So you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of history at some of these places. Um, because when you're from the same neighborhoods, whether you like people, you dislike people, you know, all, all that kind of passed down and carried down. You know, New Orleans is not a big place. It's it's not it's not a big place at all. And stuff like that can happen in huge places, like Houston, for instance, um, where it's five, six million people. Um but security used to be at our school because basically, you know, people would fight and their house would be three blocks away. Like, nobody has cell phones. But my house, three blocks. Like, my big brother probably already home. Like, bam, I ain't no brother. But, you know, that's what people do. Um, and next thing you know, by the time of school, in, big brother outside, a cousin outside. You coming out to school, you got to fight. Your friends are gonna help you fight it. It was security was more for that. Um, there's always been shootings and and all that stuff, but there used to at least used to be some kind of um, sacred ground when it came to things, and um, and even as even as students, I don't remember people. Yeah, nobody ever like. We've never had a, a school shooting. I went to. Yeah, we yeah we never had nothing like that. So, I don't know, uh, but I think that uh, sanctity or sacred ground was broken a long time ago. Since not even since Columbine, it's been since San, Sandy Hook. Um, really. Um, I remember when Columbine happened. Of course, I was a kid, but I was super young. But when I got older. And then you start seeing about that shit, like, damn, you know that, that. It'd be crazy some shit like that happened in our school, but we never even thought about nothing like that. Actually, you know, we thought about. I wouldn't think about nothing. Actually, I wouldn't really worry about much. Like I said, everybody, you know, pretty much every school I went to, you know, you, you from that neighborhood, so yeah, y'all didn't really have to worry about much, but. Um, yeah, I think whatever sacred ground we crossed it a long time ago, and obviously, um, just like everything else that makes a tremendous amount of money, uh, our government would do absolutely nothing to stop people from overindulging in themselves. It's like our fast food industry, um, where they know, you know, we all know 30% of this shit is is seahorse meat. Uh, and we still bite into it. We still buy it. I had a burger yesterday. I had a hot and spicy the other day. I know that ain't chicken. That's probably fucking uh, a platypus or something like that. We all know it. So it. It's been, you know, embedded into our culture at this point. I mean, fucking McDonald's is older than all of us. Um. So we have a government that's complicit with just about anything as long as money is involved. I think we all know that. You know, 
I think a, a lot of times, well, most of the times, um, things are, are split up into, you know, politics. And then there's other categories that I don't consider politics. I consider more human rights. Um, and people kind of slide that into politics. Uh, false racism. Um, somehow that's, people think that's a, a political issue, not a fucking human rights and not a hey like the thing I, I dislike about racism is like just let me give you a chance no give me a chance to piss you off if like i could just call you a bitch and we could just even it off you already had a 10 because because i'm black i might as well just put you to a 20 um it's just it's just plain old ignorance i just don't i don't get it but it's not for me to get but either way um we passed this sacred ground, uh, I think, a very long time ago. And um, just like with cigarettes, just like uh, alcohol won't be going anywhere. Alcohol was, you know, it's it's essential at this point. Well, not at this point. It's essential. It's essential. It's like the food market was open. Just like the grocery store open. The liquor store need to be open, um, even in a, in a pandemic. Um, it, it it took a long time for them to fix cigarettes, and it wasn't even them. It was kind of people like you know, kind of it's fucking bad for us. Uh. Um, but they also replaced cigarettes with weed. So it, it seems as though um the only they only want to get rid of one stream of income. When the second stream of income is already in the back. Case in point, while we're still dealing with oil and all of this stuff. Um, why that's clean and safe. Um, wind energy and solar energy and different things. I could tell you, if anybody that listens to this podcast has ever driven uh, west, just west Texas, I-10. Um, you'll see thousands and thousands, literally thousands of wind turbines that are straddled throughout West Texas. If you're going out, we, I drove to El Paso. So I know how the fucking West Texas look. If anybody has ever went to drove Texas and you see the miles next to El Paso, I drove there before. There's turbines all through West Texas. Uh, West Texas politicians here, uh, they get federal uh, money they get money from the federal government to have those wind turbines here because those wind turbines they give enough power enough energy and they power several cities uh, in west texas i believe bakersfield is one of them i believe i drove through bakersfield um it's a lot of it. it's just uh you know i've never been that way i think it's bakersfield texas um so i didn't know how mountainous Texas really was. Um, when you really get more toward um really close to El Paso. Uh it's really actually really nice. I don't know how anybody could ever stay out there. I mean, if it was like that around here, I would be kind of cool with it. Uh, I wouldn't be that uh crazy about it, but I'd be kind of cool with it. Um, let's see, it's Bakersfield. Yeah, it's Bakersfield's one of them. So there's several cities that are being powered by a wind turbine energy right now. 
Um, and that, it's not just West Te- West Te- Texas. It's South Texas. I have to go to Brownsville. It's five hours down. Um, very close to the border. If anybody ever been to uh, Brownsville, Texas, there's this, this them down there. So um, when people tell you there's no other way, it's because I got too much money coming from here. So I'm not going to give that up. Uh, anybody with sense, whether you're pro-gun or not, I'm, I'm whatever with guns. I think at this point, uh, America is too violent as far as culturally. This is a, a hyper-violent country. We've, we've been past that, actually. We've been a hyper-violent country since, like, since this bitch was put together, actually. Because at some point, either most other countries are like, you know what? Slavery is like, uh, you know, maybe we should treat people like this. The America's like, no, we're going to full, we're going to keep going until we can't go no more, literally. Even other people's like, hey, we've been cutting these niggas' heads off and bowling them down a, a street. For a couple hundred years, let's kind of chill out. America's like, no, we're gonna go up, we're gonna double that, we're gonna double down on that. Like, they didn't, the civil rights movement, it, it, we, it, it didn't work. America was just getting shamed from the rest of the world for still treating people like that, so bad. It's not like they care, <laughs> it's not like you know what I mean. We've been in, we've been embedded into each other's a social system for a generation. Just one. So when a lot of people see all the, you know, the weird social interactions that we still have, um, motherfucker, we just got amongst y'all. We've, like, as an entire country, this is like the first generation it's been like one generation. I'm not going to say the first generation, but it's been like one full generation of really no bullshit. No outright bullshit. No, you know, no obvious 1962 type bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, so with, with guns, you know, my thing is we'll, we'll fall past you know, the whole fucking country at therapy and go fix everybody in a year on two or in 10 or in 20 or in 100. We're going to always have guns here. Whatever we can do to get the fucking the most crazy ones, handguns, I mean, I don't really have a problem with these motherfuckers. Because uh, like I said, it's something that just can't go away. Uh, there's, there's women that we need them. We need them. We need them. We need them. Um, but the super automatic ones, you know, uh, you know, I don't know guns enough to to know which one, you know, shoot 30 rounds or 50. I don't know nothing about that shit. But what I do know is we got a lot of crazy motherfuckers. Um, we got a lot of weak men. Uh, something I saw recently with the rapper in Atlanta, uh, Trouble. Um, apparently, you know, from how the initial stories are going. Uh, he was at a chick house, and the the uh, the dude that was stalking the chick came over and, and killed him. I guess they got in a scuffle, killed him over the, you know, whatever. If this is the initial story, like I said, I don't know how it's going. Um, 
It's just a lot of weak men. So now one dude dead. He probably got kids. This woman is probably mortified. And if the story was true, this woman would have been trying to... She'd been being stalked. Like, it's niggas that don't fight niggas. It's grown men that won't fight grown men. Which, how you think women or women feel? How vulnerable you think they feel? So now she's being stalked. She can't do nothing. She's probably getting weird calls. And this dude comes over. And and this would be the crazy thing. He probably cheat chick like shit, but don't know one nobody. How do we get to this point? How do you know? And that's just a story. I don't want to get too too far in the weeds with that. But how do we get so weak? How did American society? How it is 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 movie culture? And social media and all that shit really to blame. I don't really, I don't, I don't really get that. I just think motherfuckers is just weak. I think motherfuckers is just weak. You know, they put the guns down and they put the boxing gloves up. Man, people been saying that for twenty five years. Um, now do I think? Uh, as I said before, we've been uh, kind of numb to a lot. Um, if you think a lot of us was playing cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians, when we was two, three, four, five, whatever years old, bang, bang, bang. You know, we've been we've been holding guns up. Just instinctively, that's not even like, I be seeing little kids playing these little kids uh, just around here. They're from other countries, maybe, you know, from whatever little country. I know they're from different countries because them and their parents they ain't speaking English. They just playing soccer, nigga. That's what we used to do, nigga. We just played football. We did a little bang, 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 but we started playing football after. I I don't know where the the, the gun obsession um comes from in America. It's mirrored because I've seen weird pictures with uh, uh white people and their their family. It's like a family of four, little two year old girl missing three teeth. She holding a big ass Mossberg. What's going on? Uh, we got niggas flashing whatever in the hood. I, this has been forever. So niggas and guns, this has been a, a thing forever. And it's even worse now with social media. Um, Because in every rap video for the last 12 years, think about this. This is what I talk about when I've been talking about, you know. Yeah, I guess this is it's Tupac said this a long time ago. Um, make the babies that hate the latest. Like, if you think of every rap video, maybe in the last 11 years, it's really just dudes and guns. It's barely even women in the videos. And this is a, and at first I thought this is a, well, this is an incel thing. You know what this is, really, but I'm not going to lie. At first I just started incel. It's, it's, it's a, it's a white boy thing, you know. Some Reddit, some Reddit white boys got some white attires on, and they wearing them. They got them on their head, like Doug Funny, and they hate women. But this is a nigga thing too, and it's a Hispanic thing, it's an Asian thing. So I know that's why when I address this, why I say it's a men thing. Um, and obsessive men 
over women. This is that's a societal thing. This is that's been going on since year two. But some, I would assume, you know, in twenty twenty two, things will become less primal. But I think we're far, far away from that. So, um, I don't really have a, a, a super duper opinion on guns. I think we should have uh, the like. It's it's not like this is fucking seventeen twelve, where we need to go hunt deer to eat. You know what I mean? These are not essential tools. If they say we're going to take all knives from everybody, they'd be like, damn, nigga, am I going to use, uh, we got to use plastic knives because regular knives are too dangerous for everybody. Uh, but, and why I say it's not really advantageous to get rid of guns in general here because our government has been selling guns to, our, to its citizens for like 40 years, illegally and legally. So, I mean, this is a systematic thing. And the more legal guns that are on the street, the more illegal guns that's going to be on the street. They go hand in hand. One doesn't, one doesn't rise without the other. And, it, when, and I mean, that just, that's just regular shootings. When it comes to mass shootings, Shooting school, these shits have been legal guns. Um, no other country has this problem. Any other country that had this problem solved it fairly quickly. Uh, but somewhere along the line, um, uh, like I said, we're just gonna have to wait until somebody important gets shot. I, I, I don't really, you know. I guess until um, it's all nameless faces and all nameless children. Uh, I guess this shit gonna continue on. I mean, it, you know, I, that's just how things go typically. Um, just like with a lot of things we saw with with George Floyd, those things been going on, and then you got the George Floyd whatever award and. The George Floyd statue and a trophy. Like, nah, nigga. It didn't take this nigga down for you to fix these issues. Um, but sometimes when people have a... It's always a about somebody trying to get themselves forward. So I'm sure when it fits somebody's political game, um, we'll get some actual fix. Some actual fixes. Um, because there's no real talks between... Either side, Democrat or Republican, they all make money from this stuff. So just like cigarettes, they're going to. And and I don't I'm not going to say I don't blame. I am going to say that because Americans, I'm going to say I don't blame. Americans think that. You just get to do whatever you want and. There's some shit that you don't even want to do anyway, like that. There's no other country where some dude was like, yo, let's go fire off 85 rounds into a thing. Like, niggas in Italy is not really, you know, like millions of people in Italy, they're not really thinking that shit. It's not 22 million guns 
of just one type of gun, just AR-15s. It's like 22 million um, AR-15s floating around the United States. You can't clean that up. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, you know, times like this for something dramatic, it's going to take just something more important or dramatic than children dying. Because obviously, it's, you know, it's been said to help that nothing has changed. Um, but this is not a normal thing. Every other country doesn't work like this. Even when it's normal citizens, you can say all that shit about Mexico, Mexico, but the cartels and regular ass, I'm talking about regular ass motherfuckers. How cartels and however they operate, that's one thing. I'm talking about regular niggas trying to go to school, trying to get a job. They're not really operate like that. I don't know why you got 32 guns. Who you think you is? If you got 28 guns and you got them in a safe, I got one here, I got one here. What kind of standoff are you think you about to hold off? Or to, who? So that's why when I, I say, you know, Americans want to do stuff for the sake of doing it just because they can. You know, there's a lot of shit you have in your house you don't really need. Like, there's a lot of shit we do you don't really need to do. Um, and like I said, we're just in America. Everything is hyper. Everything it's hyper violent. It's hypersexual because hypersexual, hyper violence. They come together, and we've been on this this spiral. Um, I. I know I know it's cyclical. Um, because let's say for instance, remember I, I had a, a previous podcast when I talked about uh murders in like New York in the 70s, them shits was like 2,200, 2,400, 3,000 murders per year in New York in the 70s, late 60s, 70s, 80s, 1,300, like. The numbers now are fucking bad. Like Chicago, six hundred. That yeah, that's bad. But like twenty two hundred fucking murders in the throughout different years in the seventies, two thousand. That's a fucking lot. So we've been, you know, when they say in certain places we've been overpopulated. Yeah, that's because eighteen hundred motherfuckers is not getting killed every day or every year. In just New York. Um, so. You know as America. We just have a. I, I, and I didn't mean to go, go on this long about this. But it's just something I've been. Been kind of uh, thinking about. You know we just. I think that at, at this point. You know in America. There's a, there's a need for guns. I think, But I think handguns are more than good enough. For the average motherfucker. Um. With a conceal and carry license. And anything above that. If you ain't got a special actual permit for it. There should be certain guns that's out there. That's super strong. I don't know. Like I said. I don't know guns. But whatever's out there that's doing the most killing. Take them off the street. Handguns. Whatever. Feel free. Because there's a difference between someone 30 or 40 going at your ass. And 12 or 17, 18, whatever you got. The regular person don't need that. You work at Sam's. 
You work at T-Mobile. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, I don't see us get ever getting past this point. Uh, like I said, it's going to take something extremely dramatic, and there's going to be some politicians going to just have to, you know, wrap everything up. Maybe we get another crime bill. Uh, but, you know, like crime is up compared to last year and compared to the last couple of years. It's it's nowhere near. The One of the problems is, and I don't think it's a problem, it's social media. Um, because in even in 2008, I didn't know what the fuck was going on in every single place in the in the in the country and in the world. You know what I mean? Like ignorance was really bliss in 80s and 90s and 2000s, and um, yeah, I think it's going to have to take some dramatic man. So. Otherwise, uh, to the to the men, man up. Who, what's going on? Like Jesus Christ, it's it's too many women. It's too much jail. What jail? Jail? <laughs> they just want to go to jail. How? <laughs> uh, what? What? You know what's in jail? Nothing. Sign me up for, for restocking the Mountain Dew at Walgreens six days a week, nigga. What's wrong with everybody? Who, who? We all seen Pablo. We all seen Narcos. The nigga from Narcos, Cali, uh, the Cali cartel, this nigga just died in prison. Uh, what's his name? I think Gilbert. This nigga just died in prison. Nikki Barnes, Frank Matthews, y'all watching Snowfall right now. Them niggas went to jail, and they're way smarter than you. They had way more control. This nigga from oh, Rick Freeway, he worked with the CIA. How can you get even more plugged in? You can't get more plugged in with that. How, bruh. How many more levels of plugged in can you be if you working with the CIA? Now, nigga on the street, tell me how what you gonna do? Nothing but get caught. That's always hard. Like, how can nobody? What's the consequence of j- a jail? You don't get to eat how you want. You don't get to sleep how you want. And somebody's telling you when to piss and shit. I saw a young thug. He was doing a... Uh, they was trying to see if he could get bond. He raised his hand, asking the people, can he go pee, please? He's been holding it. He's a multi-millionaire. He's, he could be. I don't know how rap works. He could possibly work eight figures. Eight. Eight. It could be six. It could be seven. It could be fucking five. He could be worth. But he worked eight. And I raised his hand asking adults, and he a grown ass man with kids, can he go pee? Because he's been holding it a while. That's what y'all think life about? What? 
being broke on the streets is 20 times better. I have no idea how niggas can't figure it out. You might as well just work two jobs if you want to sit in jail. That's the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing. But your time is... You're doing much better with your fucking time out here. You sit in jail 24 hours or you could just work a, a job and a part-time job. It's 12 hours of your day. Make them, too, make them close to each other. That way you ain't got to travel for both of them bitches. Make them both, see if you can both get them around your house. That way you can walk to both of them bitches. Figure life out. Because jail ain't ever been it. I don't, I have, I have no idea. The, the, just chant, like, you risk take, uh, risk taking for peanuts. It's cats out here, like, you know, people on a, when it comes to drugs, uh, crack, we, like I said, you see, you see everything on TV, you see how the hood go. People in war over corners that not theirs. It, it, and it never has been, and it still ain't to this day. Hundreds of people dying over nothing. Zero. You're not even real risk taking, man. You're not even risk taking. You're not even making bread. I, bruh. These drug dealers don't be making no money, dog. They don't make no money. And you ultimately doing an ultimate risk take? You're not even making more than a nigga working at Costco. A nigga working at Bucky starting off at 25 an hour. You're not even bringing more to him. You working harder. You worry about the police and niggas trying to take your shit. And your risk is way higher. I just don't get it. It's just not a logical thing. You niggas ain't Pablo. That nigga, he ran the country and he got killed. By the same police that couldn't touch him. One day a snap of a fucking finger happened. And it was, and he gone. So, you know, this, 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 this weak problem. Uh, just it's, it's a it's a mad thing. It's a it's a mad thing entirely because the women are reacting to the men. The the women are, are terrible too. But I know it's a reaction because you gotta look at what's out here. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! Look at these, look at these incels, man! Look at these cats, man! You poisoning the well, man. So I'm, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm just terribly confused at, at a lot of things, man. I, you know, I'm just I'm very confused. Not even want to talk about this this long, and and I have to horribly transition to something else. But, but jeez, man, put some common sense together. Put some grind together. You can sell weed, then you can sell anything, dummy. See if you can find somebody that sell a nigga Pepsi. I don't know. Get it wholesale. Undercut. Sell cans on the side. I don't know what you can do, nigga. 
figure it out. Be the candy lady. Be the candy man. Sell, sell some sprites, nigga. Sell some chili cheese Fritos. Small nut. Uh, so we're gonna move from uh the people just that just give me the just the worst type of uh, stomach ache. Um, that's weak motherfuckers. And we're gonna try to move on to some a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more positive. And we're gonna hardly transition. We go just fucking U-turn with no light, no nothing. We're just gonna hit the U-turn. Uh, over to the NBA Finals. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the NBA real quick, man. Let's just, let's get it in. So, all right. So it's one one, right? And what I would like to know is, what are these playoffs in general? Because do we really know who is the best? If if we have a close game and then a complete fucking blowout and then a close game and then a complete fucking blowout and then two more blowouts to end the game in the series, what are we watching? We just watched the Warriors get ran down on the game one. And we just watched the Celtics commit maybe 30 turnovers in three quarters in the second one. Marcus Smart, I'm not even looking at it. Marcus Smart and Al Hoffa had at least 22 points apiece. Both of them combined this game had four points. That's it. I wasn't going to say nothing after that. They just had four points, niggas, combined, two and two. Grant Williams had like six points. Robert Williams had like six points. I think Grant Williams had four points. So that's about three people in a in the rotation, the starting ten rotation, with like six points. How? What is basketball? I don't even want to talk about the finals. What the fuck is basketball, right? So, we had the Suns and Pelicans series, right? And to me, I knew the Pelicans were going to lose. But the Suns, obviously, they look fragile. They look mentally fragile. And I said it. I said that they were front runners. I could tell that they were front runners. I can look at them and tell. And I know who the front runner is. because. The same player was on another team where that team was called Front Runners. When they're up, they're up. It's shit talking. They're the happiest team out there. When they're down, you don't hear nothing. It's dirty plays and everything else that go along. So I knew Phoenix wouldn't last. Ultimately, they didn't. But look at Memphis, right? When you go to the state, how can you lose? I, I I can't. My 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 brain is my brain is like putting aluminum foil in the microwave right now. How can you lose a game by fifty five fucking points? Like we're talking about a team that is 
like heavily favorited to win the NBA Finals. They lost a playoff game by 55 fucking points. How many times have the Warriors been blown out this playoffs? How many blows has there been in this playoff? It had to be a lot. What is the NBA, right? So I, I've been watching um, a couple podcasts recently. Um, one of the men was like Gilbert Arena's podcast, right? And I don't really watch. Uh, I like some of the guests he be having on because the guests are, are different, right? So he had somebody I, I, I you do in. I don't know if I told y'all this. And I would say after Jordan retired to, until about 2010, 12-ish, I didn't watch basketball at all. I I know what happened. Like, I can tell you who won finals. You know, the Lakers got the three, and then the Pistons, and then, you know, somewhere in there, I know, uh, you know, uh, the Spurs got the one before that. After Jordan retired, the Spurs, and then the Lakers, then the Pistons. Spurs got a couple more in between that, etc. I know, I know who won. Well, basketball was real. It was a transitioning product, and it really wasn't that good of a product. And when you give about the mid two thousands, it was. It was a, the loss of, I would say, one of the last superstars was the Shaq Super Duper Stars. He had gone into his, uh, I would say, a little bit more of a role-playing phase. This is when he went to Phoenix. LeBron was young. It was obvious he was going to be good. You could tell. But that whole time period, it just feels, it seems like a lost time period. Uh, maybe if you're a Lakers fan, if you're a Celtics fan, you remember, you know, the the 2000, what, what the fuck was going on in 2007 NBA season? I have no idea. But I remember this guy, his name is Dante Jones. I got lost there, but I'm back. And he plays extremely dirty, right? So in the interview, he was talking about uh, Gordon Kobe. He's pushing Kobe. He pushed Kobe in the air. He's like, I could have pushed him mid air. I would have really hurt him if I wanted to hurt him. But he pushed him. It was, it was trying to hurt me the way. Um, him putting his feet on the guys. Um, him clipping guys. He say clip Kobe. He, he, he chased him down like he got elbow in the throat and he clipped him. I don't know when the last time I tried to like clip somebody. Maybe five years old. No. And that was just a. That's when just when you just hit somebody back foot. Just a little bit. Just a little pop. And you just give them a little stumble. Or you just bump. You know how people be standing up straight. And you bump their knee with your knee. And they kind of, you know, fall back a little bit. Um, not outright chasing somebody. And pushing and clipping them. Like that's. It's a little while. So, this guy's talking about. Uh, so, I, I see his interview and I go watch his highlights. He's 100% dirty. He's 100% dirty. He's, he's the dirtiest product I've ever seen. But he had a very interesting talk with Gilbert around about players being on a team with people 
And it's something I, and it's a perspective I never even thought about. He said a lot of the time, he's not a lot of times, most of the times, and you could take this with a grain of salt because who is Dante Jones? You know what I mean? He played in the NBA, um, but question marks, right? But he he was saying that Gilbert agree with it. Gilbert's crazy, so I don't know how to take his word either. You know, on basketball teams, the guys that are just workers and the guys that just play basketball, they just come in there because they know how to play basketball. That's really it. So he was saying like AI. When he was in, he played with Denver with AI. And he said he'd see AI for like two months in practice, he mean. Like no practicing, no coming to, you know, um, you know, drilling, whatever they used to do. AI never came to that shit. But in the game, he would show up. So he would say it would be a lot of people like that. You know, some guys that just play basketball because it's just they know how to play basketball. They don't really have a love for the game. They don't really, you know, they're not putting up 10,000 shots. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. You, you, you get what I'm saying. You see what I mean. And I try to relate that to a real-life work situation. To where, you know, you kind of give your all, maybe, when you really like a job. And there's other people that just really here to get a check. That's kind of what he's saying. But in the essence of basketball, that's kind of weird. Because you kind of get paid that much to compete. Or do you just get paid that much because you're famous? Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of the, I guess that's the line. But it just seems real weird to me that you can have a team where you have guys that just come in there and they they come to all the practices. They do this. They do shoot runs. They do extra shots. They do extra training. You have some people that just don't need to do that at all. Or you may have role players that don't want to do that at all. They just come in and, you know, kind of do their thing. Don't get better. Just kind of collect their check and keep going. They're just naturally talented. You know what I mean? Um, and and I see that, and that that kind of, that type of, and I take that mindset that he was talking about, and I bring that to the inconsistency of this playoffs, because these are legit blowouts. Like, dog, the the nineties games was a lot of them was boring, and it was some fucking eighty eights and eighty threes. But at least he was eighty eight and eighty three. Niggas is losing by. 30 every other game. This is. What is this? Is this a. Is this like a. Is this a point spreading thing? Is this a betting thing? Is this a, just to throw the, the over unders all completely off? Because I would assume. In a typical NBA fashion. And in normal playoffs. Where the game is slower. It was a, probably a lot easier to bet in the 90s, in the early 2000s, where betting one league in more places than it is. It's more legal than it has ever been. Um, and it's still not legal in fucking half the places. It's probably not legal in 10% of the places. And it's still more legal than it's any been. Uh, people talk about American freedom. Talk about that shit. You can't even fucking gamble. Um, 
But I would like to know y'all' opinion on the causes of these blowouts because this is the fucking NBA playoffs, bro. This been the entire. This has been every series, the entire playoffs, where the games are dramatically different. So is this a is this a a non LeBron thing for the Eastern Conference? Is this a has LeBron always just been that high up in in in, in tier and hierarchy as far as the Eastern Conference? Is is this type of sloppy play why they could never get past him? And as and as far as the Warriors losing by fifty five, let's just say LeBron was still in Cleveland with whatever variation you want to put him against. There's no, bro. There's no way I would put them as a favorite to beat LeBron. LeBron's not losing by niggas that lost by fifty five before, and I'm saying this as a sixty two percent LeBron hater. He not lose to niggas that lost by 55 in the playoffs. No matter who they got. So, I want to research. I want y'all to holler at me, see if y'all heard more stories. Like what Dante Jones said, I forget. He said, he, you know, he brought up AI, you know, just as a thing. But AI was just naturally gifted. And you kind of think of the AI practice rant. Um, and that practice rant was in, that was in Philly. He played with AI in Denver. He was like, he never showed up to any, you know, practices. You know, we had practice two hours. He never came up to none of them. And AI still averaged 27. You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, we used to hit the club. We used to go out. Bam, we hit the body. We hit the club. We leave. Bam, he'd be like, yo, when y'all gonna go? He never show up. Need to show up for the game. Put up 30. So some people are like that. I wouldn't recommend that for everybody. That was just AI. But what if there's just role players like that? Why has that never been really exposed before? Why is that taken until now for somebody to say, yo, there's people on the team that just kind of play basketball that just don't play it. Like, they just kind of play it because they're just good at it. To me, sports and anything competitive it's always been a love of the game type of thing. Otherwise, I couldn't. Pl- I wouldn't play it. I don't play casual sports games. Or casual sports. We're going out playing football. We're playing baseball. I don't like basketball. And game on in real life. I never did like basketball. I, I'm really surprised I'm getting into it now. I never liked basketball. Basketball was never... It's not physical enough. But... I just think it's weird, man. I just think that we've had a playoff like this. And um, as far as the difference, I'll get into actual finals because somehow I got caught up again. Um, It's really hard for me to root for either one of these teams that I really care. That's why I, I really don't. I haven't really watched it. I've seen a couple minutes of the last game, a couple minutes of the first game. Uh, the, the the Warriors thing, I'm just, I'm kind of, 
I'm not over it. And over as far as, you know, it's the Warriors again, uh, you know, that type of thing. I'm just kind of over them. Like, I, I'm tired of seeing fucking Draymond Green on TV. Like, I, I'm kind of tired of that. Kind of done. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of that shit. Um, the, the Celtics is just not consistent. We're playing fantastic basketball, but, you know, it'd be good for see Tatum and Brown really, you know, uh, come in and, as two young guys from the root and and get a championship themselves. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they play for the Celtics. I mean, goodness. Be happy for the Celtics to win a – what? So, I, I, I'm really in a, a, a dilly of a pickle here uh, when it comes to, to these finals because I could give two – Two, uh, two shits about the the actual outcome about this. So, you know, I, you know, everything is um, I don't know, man. I think things uh, socially, we're just way past a lot of stuff. I don't think a lot of stuff can be fixed, um, because everybody ain't getting therapy, and everybody not gonna get therapy. I'm not gonna get no damn therapy, but I ain't no fucking hyper violent crazy man, so. I think there's people that probably need to get it before me. Um, what I would say is for everybody to be safe. Um, stay dangerous at the same time. Don't, you know, don't let no motherfuckers talk to you crazy. Uh, conflict resolution. Uh, what I like to do is, you know, I don't do it enough. Is I like to... You know, picture myself thinking two hours ahead. How do I feel about a situation 30 minutes after it? Because a lot of times you can be real mad about something. And then in an hour, it, would, it you wouldn't even care. Or in two hours, it wouldn't even be on your mind no more. Or in six hours... You will forget it even happened. You know what I mean? I, I try to think like that. Um, I've always kind of thought like that. Uh, like I said, we we had conflict resolution classes when I was in elementary school, dog. So I remember those classes. But I'm like a... I've always been a, a somewhat of a mediator in, in general. Because I think a lot of shit is just stupid. You know, I think a, a lot of shit's just ego. A lot of people can't get over themselves. Uh, a lot of people just can't get out the, the the way. A lot of people want to do things their way. And it, even if it's done wrong, they want it done their way until it's, it, it ends. Like, I'm doing this shit the wrong way. We're going to do this shit the wrong way until it fucking crash. Because you're right way. It's going to embarrass my wrong way. And I'm going to have to admit that I'm wrong. So we have a lot of that. Um, But if you could think 20, 30 minutes ahead, think an hour from now, think two hours from now, there's a lot of situations that you were really mad about or real sad about. And it don't even matter no more. You could be thinking about, you could be listening to me right now and trying to think of those things and you can't even pop them into your fucking head right now because that's how much you done forgot about it. Uh, I think uh, if a lot of men thought like this, they say, oh, put on the gloves. 
That don't mean nothing either. Because you get embarrassed in the gloves, you're going to come back around, the same thing will happen. Just not do nothing at all. Because once you put hands on somebody, unless you're cool with them, it's real hard to not to, to get that up. It's just not a, it's not a, it's, it's not nature. It's not nature. Two lions don't fight and just kind of still sit in the same territory. It don't work like that. Um, but we have the ability for it to not even get to that level. So it takes a lot of uh it takes a lot of humility, it takes a lot of thought, it takes a little compassion to say, hey, yo. I'm going to just be a nice person. Hey, I'm, let me hold this door before you. Hey, let me, not even me, I, I do, I, I'm everything. It's, it's so subconscious for me to hold a door for somebody or to do this or to do that or excuse me or bam, bam, because I'm not even, I'm not even thick about it. My problem, the problems I'm dealing with, people don't do, uh, are not my problem. My problem, my issue I'm dealing with life is about money, getting bread, doing all this. So uh, being rude or being mad, that that does nothing for me. I get no feelings from that. Some people get feelings for making other people look bad. I get nothing from that. I've never got nothing from that. At school, we used to joke. I was one of the joke people. We was cool with everybody. Everything was cool. I got, I, I get, you get nothing from humility from somebody. But some people get a lot from that. It's just natural. Um, but I would say to just try to fight those urges, man. And um, like I said, when we was young, they said, hey, "Man, y'all getting the gloves," and you know that's what we, everybody. Was, but it shouldn't even get to that point at the same time, because once you fight somebody, once you put some hands on somebody, once you once you put out force, let's say you want to hurt somebody. Um, we ain't fucking MMA fighters. It ain't our job, nigga. We ain't professionals. We can't. This ain't hugging at the end of the bell. Uh, so that's why I would say I practice conflict resolution. Think about what your situation is. Think about what's going on. Think about in the thirty minutes. Think about is it worth it? Think about all that shit because there's steps of escalation. And just saying, you know what? Ah, these motherfuckers stupid. Let me go home. <laughs> Let me get to get around from these stupid motherfuckers. Or being at a club, me like, you know what? These crazy motherfuckers is in here. Let me go home. Why would I be in here another two hours? I already been here an hour and a half. Let me go. That type of thinking, preemptive thinking. Um, I think it does a lot. So. I appreciate y'all for listening. It's been another hot fire episode. Stay safe and stay very, very dangerous. Holler.